0: Welcome to I-C-U-P with We. In the name of science, discovery, knowledge, and understanding, this is our ongoing examination of the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric.
1: And today we're talking about the year 2016. Every hold on before I say anything else. Is this your first time listening? Ask yourself that question and get back to me. If this is your first time listening, welcome in for the very first time. Thank you for ha- coming in and, and hanging out with us. If this is the uh second time, or third, or fourth, or fifth, or dare I say, 46th time. I need you to skip through all of this to about the uh, 74 second mark. And I need you to listen uh, starting now. Welcome back to I C U P with we, you have been here before you're here again. And you will be here very, very long into the future, I'm sure. Guys, my name is Aaron. Aaron. This is very convoluted. Guys, co-host of the Comost, Eric. Eric, how you doing?
0: Did you just call yourself by my name?
1: Guys, Guys my, my name is Eric. Eric.
0: You did. You just said your name did was I? my name. Did I? Yes. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Call me by your name and then buy Satan's Nike sneakers. Hey,
1: good old, uh, good old satanic Nikes. Am I right? Uh, they're pretty cool. Honestly, they look badass. Yeah. Also, I can't wait for the, the, the God
0: New Balances. <laughs> No, I feel like if they were going to make Jesus sneakers, they would be like uh, Reeboks.
1: Ooh, I could see Reeboks, yeah. Yeah. Sketchers, maybe. With a pump. Reebok pump. It was a Reebok pump? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. What if they were like, uh, do you remember the the Shaquille O'Neal shoes? I I do. I do. Yeah, they're, I think they're sold at Walmart. We could never afford uh, Jordans growing up, mm-hmm. but
0: I rocked the shit out of those Shaq shoes. Yeah, at, uh, at P.E. You know, Shaq said he he wanted his shoes to be sold at Walmart because he wanted all kids to be able to afford them.
1: It, it, dude, and honestly, that's what I love about him.
0: Yeah. I mean, of that, all the it, things.
1: I mean, think about it. Th- this is just a guy. He's a regular guy. He owns a couple chains of uh, Papa John's. That's but true. he's making basketball shoes. Right. That came out of left field. Right.
0: Who would have been his support? uh left court. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> Speaking of basketball, Eric, yes. March Madness is happening. It's April. It is April. Final Four happened yesterday as of this recording. By the way, guys, it's Easter. Happy Easter to all of you. So Final Four happened yesterday. And let okay. me tell you for the first time in 6 years I depending on the outcome of tomorrow's final game
0: I might win my wow. bracket this year. Well, I'll tell you what—I've got a streak going. Uh, I've gone my entire life without watching or knowing what <laughs> the fuck the Big Four is, Final Four or whatever.
1: Hey, fair I enough. I mean, I know um, it's
0: the last four college basketball teams playing, but I've never paid enough attention to ever tell you a single team that played in the Final Four.
1: So the fi- the final, the championship game that will happen don't, tomorrow. Don't is ruin it be- for me.
0: Don't ruin it. I've got a streak going.
1: All right. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Why would I, who would I be to spoil that for my dear friend and my dear co-host with the absolute
0: co-most Eric? With that said, I hope you win. Do you get money?
1: Thank you. Now I get a trophy with my name on it.
0: Oh, well, good for you.
1: It already has my name on it three times. Oh, but snap. it's been a long time since I've won it. So uh, it'd be good to see the name on there one more time. When is the last time you won? Oh, man. I mean, I want to say, like, 2017.
0: Ah, good year. Maybe 2016. Speaking of 2016. Speaking of 2016. Today, we are speaking of 2016.
1: <laughs> this whole entire, uh, entire
0: show is about 2016. Except for one thing I want to talk about real quick. Something that ah. we did last, uh, last week. We actually went back in time for our very first... I C U P with we movie watch along party. And we watched big money hustlers, uh, which I think we both agreed was uh, delightful. Oh, it was
1: insanely delightful.
0: Yeah. Very fun. Can you give a quick synopsis of the film for anybody who has not seen it? Just a high level.
1: So big money hustlers. This was a film uh, about uh Violent J being this crime lord, right? In uh in New York, Big Baby Sweets, yes. Big Baby Sweets is his name, absolutely. And then uh Shaggy 2 Dope plays the vigilante cop.
0: Right, Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. And
1: it's basically a story of of Shaggy trying to take down Violent J. Yeah.
0: Save the city. Until
1: there's a, a, a massive
0: M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end. There is a massive I won't give twist. it up. I won't don't, give it up. Don't give it up. Uh, lots of fun cameos and, and a special guest appearances in the movie. Sex scene. Oh, a wild sex scene with, uh, what do you, what are those um, snack cakes called? Are those Snowballs?
1: The Yeah, the pink snowball. I think yeah. they're called snowballs. Yeah. I never really ate those, though, so I'm not too sure.
0: No, no. It's like chocolate cake with a cream filling and then marshmallow and then pink coconut on the outside.
1: It legitimately has always sounded disgusting as fuck
0: to me, so I've never <laughs> tried them. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite part of the movie?
1: Uh, we're talking besides the sex scene because obviously that was both our
0: favorites. Right. Obviously.
1: Honestly... I loved seeing uh the Misfits in the Donut shop, I yeah think that scene was probably probably my favorite simply because there was a misfits cameo yeah
0: there was that moment where you're like that's the actual misfits hanging yeah. out there in that restaurant. yeah, that was pretty cool. I was pretty partial to the uh the fine almost final battle the the penultimate battle where Mick Foley comes in and uh kicks Shaggy's ass. I thought that was pretty yeah, good.
1: Yeah, that was that was that was super good. I did like I did like the Mick Foley yes. cameo as well. Yeah, guys, this this was a fun time. Very fun. There time. was so many good quotes. My favorite quote, I would say, would be, and I forgive me for not saying it verbatim, word for word, but uh, if you were on my dick any harder, you'd be my ball sack.
0: <laughs> I think that's about <laughs> right. right. I think he may have said nutsack, but
1: yeah, it might've been nutsack. It might. Yeah, you're right. I think it, uh, and then I'm wearing an ape suit. That means I don't
0: give a fuck. That's pretty good too.
1: Fucking hilarious.
0: (laughs) Uh, I, I specifically liked, uh, when Shaggy was trying to pick up Missy at the, at the club and he buys her a slice of pizza and he says, you got a name to go with them titties. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's good. That's good. Yeah. I also liked the bartender, uh, pulled the pizza seemingly out of
0: nowhere <laughs> just from under the counter <laughs> Ta-da! That's
1: a, yeah and it was just a slice of, of cheese pizza on a paper plate he didn't like take it off of a larger pie to nah. serve to like it was just it was
0: waiting yeah almost as if um, it was a, a setup prop for a movie
1: uh, almost. almost and let me tell you that pizza looked fucking delicious it
0: did it looked delicious and also that club served fago by the bottle
1: it did it was a strip club that served fago by the bottle and it and slices just, of pizza I mean, talk talk about your your just trifecta of strip club, <laughs> strip strip club fago pizza what yeah. else do you need
0: there you go there you go so nothing uh we're not doing a review in this episode, but we can quickly review big money hustlers by giving it Fagos out of five. How many Fagos would you give big money hustlers?
1: Oh man. I I had such a delightful time watching this movie. This is the first time I watched it. You've seen it before, mm-hmm. but it had been a while, correct? Yes, yes. Yes. This is my first time watching it. I, I would give it a solid four and a half.
0: Nice. I, you know, I had anticipated because I remembered it being kind of funny, but I thought this is not going to hold up very well. And I was quite pleased. And part of it may have been the company because we were watching it uh, with with a bunch of friends in your community. uh, But I would give it a four Fagos for sure. And and that's not just gauging it against ICP movies or comedy movies. Just Mm -hmm. that's how many Fagos I'd give it as a, a work of art.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that.
0: Yes. So I mentioned it was our first movie night watch along, but there will be more. There
1: will be more. If you miss this one, you, I mean, you fucked up forever, but don't miss the next one. Next Movie night will be Wednesday, April 28th, that is later this month. We're going to be watching the sequel Big Money Rustlers.
0: It's a sequel but also kind of a prequel because it takes place in the old West.
1: Yes, Big Money Rustlers, Wednesday, April 28th in uh the Griscord, which is what I call my Discord. The link to that will be in the show notes. We'll also tweet it out whenever this episode goes live. And uh, you're gonna have a great day, t- you guys. You have a little less than a month to watch Big Money Hustlers in preparation.
0: It's on Amazon Prime. Go check it out. Watch it.
1: You know, and, and if you don't have Amazon Prime, get it. Make get it. make Daddy Bezos a little bit
0: richer today. Right? You could you could sleep better knowing he you're you're helping him edge out even further ahead of Elon Musk.
1: Exactly. You know th- they are in tight competition. And us, the working class, need to do everything in our power to throw our money behind these multi-billionaires. Right.
0: Pick your pony. Support them to the end.
1: Exactly. No matter how much they don't give a shit about you. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Okay, guys. Well, so, okay. We will put the Discord in the description as well as tweet it out. But for right now... We're not watching Big Money Rustlers. We're talk We're not even reviewing an album. We're going to be talking about the year that never was for ICP, and that is 2016. Yeah, I have a feeling they wish that year never was. Yeah, I, I have a strong feeling you're you might be right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so since we're talking about the year 2016, uh, let's set the stage. Let's let's remind everybody what the world was like five years ago can you imagine going back in time five whole years uh does that mean i would have to relive these five years no no we're just you know taking you back in time to a a specific moment to here's what Mm. it was like in the year 2016 in the distant past by the way we're closing the gap here we are now within five five years of present which is kind of crazy
1: and we're four years away from the fateful day when the Mayans got it wrong.
0: That's true. Yeah. It's been four years. Yeah. I
1: mean, it is is—it
0: is viciously in our rear view at this point. Right. It's almost like it's not even relevant anymore, almost.
1: It's almost like we should stop saying that joke. You would think.
0: You, you would think. So uh, we'll set the stage here to remind you, I mean... 2016 was a long time ago, and even if it wasn't that long ago, I know I've tried to block it out of my mind, but let us help you remember what the world was like in 2016.
1: And okay. we're going to do that by first talking about the biggest pop and rap singles, and, and Eric is actually going to sing a little little bit of each one of them, from what I hear.
0: I don't think I could. A few of them mm. I probably could. but uh, let's, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. Here's the deal. The um. ones I can't, you have to
1: fair enough i l- let's do it let's do it yeah
0: okay uh let me look quickly at the list i know one of these songs so you're gonna be singing a oh lot. good good okay so maybe we just ditch the singing thing
1: or sure that's fine i i was fully prepared to but yeah absolutely okay,
0: okay. let's start here justin bieber had a couple of big singles The biggest singles of the year, honestly, with Love Yourself and Sorry, which I don't think were necessarily released in 2016, but I think they were just still popular.
1: Yeah, I I think that they were kind of a carryover, and I feel like they could also be a carryover into 2017, too. (laughs) Probably,
0: probably. Rihanna and Drake had a hit with work, 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 work. There we go. I know that one. It's just the word work. Right. <laughs> Four times. But it's also in that specific cadence.
1: True, true. You you did get the cadence right.
0: I think I've proven that. Because if I said, uh, Rihanna and Drake had a hit with work 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 work, 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 work. You'd be like, you've never heard this song.
1: I, I would say that.
0: Right. Now, here's a song I don't know if I've ever actually heard. I know 21 Pilots was a big thing for a hot minute. And I feel like I've heard some of their songs but i don't I don't know if I could tell you which song was which, yeah, I'm not a huge two one p guy, yeah, it's stressed out. Do you know this song stressed out? I know like uh, and, uh but now stressed out. Out. I don't know
1: like it, I feel like I could if I heard it, I would, but I could
0: not sing it. What's that song they have that's like what I just did? that that has that thing that's
1: like I think you might know them more more than
0: I do. No, I, I think no that's, that's the only one I know of theirs. Let's find out what got it's it, called. It's it. called uh, Nobody Gives a Fuck. Moving on. Uh, the next cool. song, uh, One Dance by Drake. I don't think I know that song.
1: I didn't want dance, I didn't
0: hear my head. You don't know that one? No, no. And I'm glad I don't. I mean, I don't know it that well either. <laughs> Race Remurred had a song called Black Beatles, which was apparently a pretty big hit. Now, I don't know if you know this, but if you turn the name of that duo around, it's eardrummers.
1: Ooh, that's fun.
0: Yeah. G Easy, featuring Camilla Cabello, has a song called Me, Myself, and I.
1: Kinda selfish song, honestly.
0: Yeah, it really, it really is. So let's see, uh, a few other Names that still show up quite a bit on the popular music charts. Machine Gun Kelly had a song called Bad Mm. Things. Post Malone had White Iverson. That Uh,
1: one was, uh, I remember that was the very first, and I'm sure it is for 90% of the population, very first Post Malone song I ever heard. uh,
0: I think it probably is. What was that song um, that he had? What was it called?
1: Congratulations.
0: I don't think I know that one. It was it was a pretty big song and that was I think that was one of the first ones that I heard. The video for Congratulations by Post Malone currently has over 1.3 billion plays on YouTube. Billion with a B. Uh anyway, uh fun fact. Fun fact for people that are listening, Post Malone went to high school and is from very near where you live.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Grapevine, uh, right? I,
1: I believe he it was either Garland or Grapevine. I think I it's Grapevine. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head, but yeah, he is a, a local boy. I went and saw him in Dallas, and it, it was it was a hometown show for him, and it very much felt like a hometown vibe.
0: Nice. Uh, and it was fun. It was that a seem, fun, fun show. It was like a good yeah. time. Uh, I remember this song. The rap artist Diza Einer had a song mm. called Panda. that's pretty good
1: sorry that was my impression of shaquille o'neal uh singing panda right um adele remember adele i do remember adele yes
0: she said hello you say goodbye and adele says hello exactly hello yeah that's probably my favorite adele song actually i don't no Adele songs. I mean, I know the ones that I've heard because you kind of couldn't escape them, right? But not, not my jam. And then there's this group called the Chainsmokers, and they had songs called "Don't Let Me Down" and "Closer," which is a uh, that song is a cover of the Nine Inch Nails song, right?
1: Is it? No, I don't. I am it, not a Chainsmokers guy at no, all. No, <laughs> it's not.
0: Me neither. So that was popular music. God, that was five years ago, and it it somehow. Seems the same as, uh, if you told me those songs were popular now, I'd be like, yeah, okay. And if you told me that was 20 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, it's it's a weird right, thing. Right, yeah. Uh, now, here's something. I The reason that I put this next list together is because when I looked at that, I went, this has very little to do with my life. But then I thought, what for me helps me remember 2016? And it was that these albums came out. Angel Dust right. released Rock the Fuck on Forever. Which is, that's like Trapped Under Ice side project, but I remember, like, everybody was fucking hyped on Angel Dust when that came out. That sounds wrong. Not the drug Angel Dust, but the band. They were hyped on, anyway. Uh, Let
1: me tell you, Rock the Fuck on Forever is defining for me, but they also released A.D., in twenty sixteen. Oh, both that year? Which you do not have written down, but A D was more defining for me.
0: Yes. Really? Uh did you see yeah, was, them? They're both in that year. That year with a uh, Power Trip. It was, I was not, somewhere I was down not in Deep Okay. We, no, we went. Was,
1: unfortunately not.
0: Yeah. It was cool. I'm not a huge fan of Angel Dust, but it was cool to be there anyway. Basement released Promise Everything, which is quite Love defining it. for you. Very defining for me.
1: Uh Basement being one of my all-time favorite bands promise everything being not my all-time favorite release by them but it's good i i i like no, it a lot color me in, I kindness. Feel, color me in kindness is is yes. by far their best
0: yes release. that's their best
1: promise everything is up there i wish i could stay here is probably
0: before that but i think that's only because of uh nostalgia purposes uh, what else came out that year that would have been significant to us? Okay, this album itself was not significant, but Deftones released Gore, which was kind of a sneak up and get you album because I didn't even realize it was coming out. Uh, but it came; it was the album that followed, for me, what is one of their best albums.
1: You know, Gore was fine. Fine. But it, anytime Deftones releases anything, it's worth mentioning because right.
0: they're gods. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then this album... I think set the tone for uh, we'll, we'll call it metalcore or, you know, independent heavy music, knock loose, released laugh tracks. And that just decimated everything that year. That was like the thing everybody was listening to. Oh yeah. And it's a great album still. It's pretty, pretty fucking good. Uh, let's see a couple of other things. Nails released. You will never be one of us. Another th- like different aspect of, of, Sort of a similar scene really helped define that. And then Weekend Nachos released Apology, which I really liked that year. So a bunch of stuff that came out that year that was interesting.
1: Good old Weekend Nachos.
0: Yeah. A delicious name.
1: A delicious
0: name for a great time of the week. Right. Absolutely. What could be better than Nachos on the weekend? <sighs> Fucking
1: nothing. I'll tell you that much. That's that's true. Um, Eric, you're leaving somebody off. I wasn't sure if I was going to mention
0: it, but uh, Hollowed Out also released the hour there, our first EP, "New Blood, Old Wounds," which is no longer available, but you can still catch uh, at least one of the videos floating out there on the YouTubes.
1: I mean, I kind of got to know you guys towards the end of "New Blood, Old Wounds." Yeah, but I, re- I remember some of them vaguely, yeah. and it was a, it was a good EP. It was a solid EP. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks. you're welcome.
0: Uh, but let's talk about what psychopathic records did in 2016, which I'm going to be honest was not a whole hell of a lot. Nope. Uh, they released only two albums, the, the broken EP by Blase Rose and big hoodoos, full length album asylum. Uh, we won't get deep on it, but I checked out both of these just to listen. You know, I think they're both, okay releases i think on that big hoodoo album there are a few very strong tracks but some of it is just okay to me i'm still yeah. not 100 percent sure what i think about that blasé rose ep uh what, what were your thoughts
1: man uh, so the big hoodoo album um i checked out the songs that you wrote down for me yeah. Some standout tracks. I'm not going to lie. Some pretty good uh, standout tracks. Mm. That Blase Rose P, I think. And and I kind of did the same thing as you. I listened to a bit of each song, right? Mm. Uh, fine,
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's, uh, I appreciate what she was doing on the album. She's bringing attention to a lot of very serious issues. But some of it felt a little heavy-handed and try-hard to me. It's not... Her style is fine. I don't think she she's a, a bad rapper. I don't think it's something I would listen to recreationally, though. It was not for me.
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think I'm in the same boat, honestly.
0: Yeah, but minimal, super minimal year. One album and one EP. Like there weren't even like random collection albums released. There wasn't even like uh, re-releases or anything. Like that's what came out in 2016. Were those two releases from Psychopathic? So what more can we do to help set the stage for 2016? What was going on outside of music? Like, how about movies? What were some of the big movies of the year there, Aaron?
1: Big movies of the year, and we had some, some massive ones, yes. okay? First one being Finding Dory, mm. the long-anticipated second installment of the Nemoverse. The Nemoverse. Yes. I like the NCU, the, the Nemo Cinematic Universe. Right. Then we had what I mean honestly defined my year personally because everybody knows me as a massive Star Wars fan. And this particular movie is up in the very upper tier of S tier Star Wars movies for me, and that is Rogue One,
0: a Star Wars story. I agree. Rogue One is my favorite of the modern era of of Star Wars movies, even though it is, doesn't take place in the modern era, but my, probably my favorite Star Wars movie post the original trilogy.
1: Oh, it is undoubtedly my favorite Star Wars movie post original ch- trilogy Yes, with
0: uh, Revenge of the Sith being very close behind. Um, I was going to put the Mandalorian behind it, but that doesn't really count as a movie, but I would still count it.
1: Right. I, I would as far as like Star Wars can canonized Star Wars television shows go. Yeah. I would go Mandalorian, Clone Wars, Rebels.
0: Now see, I haven't watched Clone Wars and Rebels because I watched Oof. that I tried to watch that Clone Wars movie when it came out and I hated it. And so they I it turned me off to the show. But yeah, I don't, really need don't, to get back to it.
1: Don't yeah, don't even pay attention to the Clone Wars animated movie. Let me tell you, Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, not to knock the Mandalorian, mm. because the Mandalorian is by far one of the you know best things Star Wars has released, new and old. Yeah, if I'm being honest. But Clone Wars and Rebels, they are so beautifully made, so beautifully told. I mean, to the point, did I think that by season seven of Clone Wars, I would be crying at a an animated Star Wars show? No, but every time I get to season seven, do I? Oh, I fucking tear up a little bit. Wow. Well, before we move on from Star Wars, I have to ask, how many times did you see it in theaters? Rogue One? Yes. I think twice. Okay. Uh, I went seven times. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, while it was in theaters.
0: I, I will say Jin Erso is probably m- my favorite Star Wars universe character and has been hmm. since I saw the movie. And uh, I, I like K2SO a lot as well from that. But those are literally the only two Star Wars characters I still collect. Uh, anytime I see a Gin Erso anything, I buy it. So I have a whole shelf of Jin Erso stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, K2SO, voiced by a local boy. Really? Another, uh, another good old local boy, yeah.
0: Alan Tudyk is from... DFW?
1: He's either from the DFW or he owns properties here and his family lives here because he's been to the Cabela's down the street from my parents' house, like, quite often.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah, he's um, easily a a fan favorite in general, no matter what he's in. Alan Tudyk is a a favorite.
1: I love me some some Tootie. But also his name Um, is Dick. It is. Uh, you know, it'd be funny if uh, Alan Tudyk
0: was a a bird connoisseur and owned a couple cockatoos. Wow, that's an interesting um, linguistic connection.
1: Very. Uh, you know, I. If there's anything I am, it is a cunning linguist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that joke before.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, guys. Captain America: Civil War also came out. Yeah, uh, which was a good movie. Secret Life of Pets, Jungle Book, mm. Deadpool. Oh yeah, which I feel like was a defining moment for uh, cinema. In cells everywhere. Oh yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> no, but Deadpool <laughs> was good. I mean, Deadpool was good. I like both uh, of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Zootopia w- was a great movie. Great movie. I very much so enjoyed Zootopia. Batman v Superman. Existed.
0: I, I remember going to see that with Dave and like five minutes in him just looking over at me with this look in his eyes like, oh, fuck, what have we done? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, if there's one if there's one person to not go see a movie that could be bad with, it's Dave, because I feel like he would just have a horrible time. <laughs> uh,
0: You know, I'm kind of the same way with stuff like that, but right. um, I, I like comic books and I like comic book-based movies. Uh, Dave and I have spent many, many, many a day and even more a dollar going to comic shops and buying back issues and checking out stuff. But I don't know anybody in my life that has a greater love and knowledge for comic lore and characters and storylines. So no matter what, I always talk to him about stuff. And I always know right away if, if the filmmakers fucked it up. Because he right. will let you know right away. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Speaking of the filmmakers uh, fucking it up, uh, Suicide Squad also came out that year.
1: <laughs> very true. Yes. Man, did it exist. Good casting. <laughs> Terrible movie. movie. Was made. I saw Suicide Squad one time, which was more than it deserved. Same with Batman v Superman. Yeah, uh, But a movie that I did watch multiple times.
0: Dr. Strange. I love Dr. Strange, man. I thought that was great. Dr. Strange was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're making our way through the year 2016, if movies and popular music and not so popular popular music and what psychopathic released wasn't enough to take you back to that moment. I want to hit you with some of the biggest news stories of the year. Please do. Yeah. In Flint, Michigan, there was a horrific water crisis. People couldn't even drink their water. Spoiler alert.
1: Pretty much still fucking happening.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Another big news story was that ISIS was launching terrorist attacks on different cities around the globe. So there was that. A disease spread by mosquitoes named Zika made its way to the U.S. There was an outbreak, which now is like, look back at it and laugh. Zika, who cares? It wasn't a pandemic. Mass shootings were in the news. There was a, a a horrific mass shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando if you remember that was pretty terrible.
1: Oh, I trust me, I remember the the day that happened, yeah.
0: Yeah. Here's something that I didn't give a fuck about then and still don't now, the UK votes to Brexit. Who cares? Right. Like I feel like there's so many people like, "Oh, uh the royal family, this and that. I'm like, we fought a war so we don't have to care about their royal family and what they're
1: doing. <laughs> right. My forefathers made sure I right. didn't have to give a fuck
0: about right. that. Exactly. Exactly. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Pokemon Go released and everyone oh, lost their entire shit.
1: Man, I remember going to parks and just with just hundreds of people. Yes. L- hundreds of like minded people walking around there was a park in Addison it was Addison Square Park it was a huge hotspot there were people that actually had tables set up in the park with uh little Caesar's pizza selling by the slice there you people go people had coolers and were selling drinks people were selling t-shirts for Pokemon Go in the like it was just such a big weird thing that we fully invested in
0: now i've never played the game because i said I just don't care. Sorry. But Christy did and played it obsessively for the longest time. But I remember her being like, hey, I want to go over to Main Street because there's a bunch of people there and blah, blah, blah. And so I just remember driving down the street at night with just groups of seeing just groups of people walking up and down the street with their phones in their hands trying to catch Pokemon.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, that was probably the weirdest phenomenon. Yeah. Of the century like uh no honestly
0: there's weirder ones and i'm going to talk about one we're about
1: to get to one yeah
0: Yeah. uh so first off hopefully those people playing pokemon go were not using their samsung galaxy note 7 because those phones were exploding that year uh what else hurricane matthew wreaked havoc on the caribbean and southern u.s and then probably the most surreal, bizarre occurrence to happen of that year, of the decade, of the century, is that Donald Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in the presidential election.
1: Yes, he did.
0: Yes, he did.
1: And what happened because of that, Eric?
0: Well, you know, I was looking at news stories, and the news story that immediately followed that one is that hate and harassment incidents spiked in the following week's And then, of course, the following months and years. And uh, it led to pretty much full-on social chaos uh, after a couple of years. Yeah, it was really an interesting thing. I said interesting to try and be as nice as possible. Right, of course.
1: Uh, Interesting is definitely a nice way to put it. Donald Trump enabled a lot of people to be disgusting human beings. And that sucks. But that's not the case anymore. It's funny. uh, So... Actually, is it not the case I anymore? Was, really, uh, man. I'm I'm hoping that it is slowly going to less and less be the
0: case. Uh, so we've talked all about 2016, uh, a very important year, a lot of a difficult year for a lot of people, uh, especially for ICP. But why are we doing an episode about 2016 instead of reviewing an album, which? By all rights, we should be, because that's what we do on this show. Well, you you know, you said this uh, an episode or two ago. You said, man, I cannot wait to hear what ICP has to say in the coming years, because so much happened socially in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, that they've got to have something to say, right? Well, here's the thing. There were no releases from icp in 2016 we already mentioned psychopathic only released two albums that year which is the least that they released in any single year since 1999 like since before they really blew up and started signing other artists you know right as a matter of fact there were no proper icp albums in 2017 or 2018 either the, the yeah, the closest they come is Shaggy's solo album "Fuck the Fuck Off, Motherfucker" in 2017, which we're going to review next week. But here's what came out from ICP from 2016 through 2018. In 2017, they released the Great Malenko 20th anniversary, which is just a re-release with some outtakes and extra content. They released something called the Incredible Collectible Collection, which isn't even on streaming services. It's only on YouTube, but we can listen to it. It's just Forgotten Freshness. But I think it's Forgotten Freshness songs that they probably don't have the rights or can't get samples cleared to release. So it was a a collection album. In 2018, they released Hell's Cellar, which is a collection of unreleased songs from 2004, which we already talked about when we did The Wraith Hell's Pit. And it wasn't until 2019 when they actually came back to releasing new music in that year, they both released individually new solo EPs. They did the next Joker's card, which is Fearless Fred Fury. They did a side show called Flip the Rat and they released Forgotten Freshness 6. So we're gonna be doing five episodes from that year, but that's a three year span with no proper new ICP releases.
1: Jeez, yeah, seriously.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: But hey, with all that being said, why on earth are we still dedicating an entire episode of us talking to 2016?
0: Right. They didn't release anything, but we're we're talking about a year, 2016?
1: I mean, that's what happens. Uh, and the reason we're doing that is that just a shit ton of stuff obviously happened in 2016 that will help explain their massive lack of releases in 2017, 2018, right?
0: And this is sort of speculative. I think once you hear it all, you'll go, yeah, that's probably why. They never came out and said, hey, we're not releasing music because of this. But I think all of these things together are pretty good reason.
1: Uh, I mean, they would be reason enough for me to take a couple years off from releasing anything. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. For sure. So first off, uh, last episode we mentioned at the end of 2015, uh, John Kick Jazz, uh original ICP member and Shaggy's older brother, had passed away, unfortunately. Right. So with that being said, that in and of itself is an extremely sad passing for everybody at the ICP camp, as well as Shaggy, right? You know, you never want to lose, lose a close family member, especially an older brother or something like that. Uh, But also in February of 2016, violent J and sugar slam announced that they were separated uh, and later divorced after more than 10 years together three of those being
0: married yeah and they had two kids uh, in 20 i think 2005 and 2006 i think so there was no no secret that uh, maybe there were uh, some problems there or maybe violent J um wasn't wasn't built for monogamy maybe we'll say that i'm not sure what all the other issues are but I have to tell you, uh, ending a relationship like that, a marriage, uh, having two kids and things, has to take a toll on you. Absolutely. I'm sure. It's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. And then, speaking of Violet J's relationship issues, we talked about Blase Rose briefly earlier. There was a lot of strain around psychopathic signing Blase Rose because a whole bunch of people on the internet... That probably didn't know a lot, but uh, were quick to spread rumors that they only signed her because she was dating Violent J. Uh, Right. Which which very clearly upset him because in in the Hatchet Herald, which is their newsletter, he released this huge, long letter. I, I read the vast majority of it, but at some point I was like, all right. Uh, I've gotten the story here, but it talked about how he discovered her and where it all came from and how this all started. Uh, basically, here's here's the, the short story. After Violent J split with Sugar Slam, he decided to start a Facebook account to meet women, which he said he had to ask Young Wicked, show him how to set it up, because he's like, look, I- I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know we have a big presence on the Internet, but I'm not. I don't fuck with the internet very much. Like that's just how it is. So he showed me how to set it up and he's like, I started talking to people and a a girl named Becky, who was Blase Rose messaged him, not like in a dating sense, but just saying, Hey, I'm a big fan of psychopathic records and what you've done. So I appreciate that. So apparently young wicked recognized her and had seen her rap before and said, she's awesome. So violent J started talking to her seemingly trying to date her. He offered to fly her out to Detroit a bunch of times. She declined. Finally, he just said, I'm coming to visit you in Maine, where she lived. So he flew there and they did hang out while he was there. Apparently he heard her rap and was like, you're awesome. I think you've got such a cool style. In his words, he she's the first female rapper he met that truly had the Detroit wicked shit style, which maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. I can't say that she's the only one. But He brought her to Detroit. She recorded a demo. They said if the demo was good, they'd do an EP. They liked what she did. They created a whole persona for her, and the entire psychopathic team agreed to sign her. Now, what Violet J said is basically this. He's like, you think anyone who sucks my dick gets a record deal? He was like that's ridiculous. I don't get to make choices on my own. There are five, six people here that run, you know, the business above me and make these decisions. We make these decisions as a team and this is this is our entire life, right? This is what pays our bills. We've spent our entire lives building this. We wouldn't sign an artist that we didn't all believe in. So
1: like this is a business,
0: right? This is a business. We're not just going to sign anybody. But with that said, uh, yes, violent J did end up dating Blase Rose. However, they broke up later that year and then psychopathic parted ways with her in the beginning of 2017, February, 2017, which she claims to have found out about over social media because other people were talking about it. So I don't know what that whole deal is.
1: Okay, guys, real quick. First off, It's a little suspect, right? That, that she found out this whole situation seems messy, right? But I want to go on record and say attributing a successful female musicians success to the fact that she's sleeping with somebody that, you know, that is in a position of power is a
0: shitty thing to do. Right. Nobody said you only signed twisted because they're sucking your dick.
1: It sucks. It's, I mean, the fact that that is still a thing, like that people still do, ah, stop,
0: shut up. (laughs) Well, okay. So clearly there was more to everything that went on there than what it seems on the surface. I don't know what the whole story is. However, the assumption of everybody on the internet that immediately went, They only signed a female rapper, which it shouldn't matter whether they signed somebody who's female or male, really. Uh, But the only reason they they signed her is because she's dating Violent J. Like, even way before I started researching this episode, I had seen things on on the Internet. Like, I saw something that was a picture of her, and it just says, should have fucked Shaggy. And I was like, wow. Like, what is going on here? she's still out there she's still she's still working she's still rapping. it seems like she's still embraced by at least portions of the community, but you're right that's a that's a shitty thing to do is to go oh uh the only way a woman could get signed to a label is if she was fucking somebody there
1: there's been a long issue, not necessarily of just you know women in the music industry women in a a uh, most industries right uh there's been a long issue of attributing their success to their sexuality which is extremely dumb and i personally like i said i wasn't a huge fan of blasé rose i wasn't you know I, i think i thought that that ep was fine what i listened to uh her style was fine but do i think it's fair that her career is doomed by the start because people on the internet decided that she's not talented because she may or may not be having sex with somebody that signed her.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if any aspect of it is because of the backlash and because of everything going on, if the label said, hey, we need to part ways. She didn't seem, even though she didn't find out the way she wanted to, she didn't seem particularly burned by it. She said respect to psychopathic records, you know, so.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think she handled it. From what I hear, I think she handled it well but it shouldn't have been something she had to handle in the first place anyways let's move on (laughs) let's move on um so in addition to all of this icp their legal troubles with the fbi continued and in late 2016 they announced that uh in protest of fbi's gang classification of juggalos they would hold a massive juggalo march on the national mall in washington in september of 2017. This march would be accompanied by performances from uh psychopathic and magic ninja entertainment artists and more. Yeah, yeah, fun fact though, this march ended up taking place on the same day
0: and location as a big Trump support rally. I remember that actually. I remember that happening, and I remember news reporting on the fact that both of these things were going on at the same time. That's funny, yeah. There was a, a, you know, I was researching it. There was a lot of build up to that announcement in 2016. That even back in 2015, people started talking about the possibility. Like, I think, sort of offhandedly, ICP said something about we'll march on Washington to prove, you know, to fight against this if we need to. And other artists started going, I would join you in that. And then in 2016, they finally were like, we're actually going to do this.
1: Actually, so. yeah, let's
0: let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. Finally, and most importantly, uh, this was a a long time coming, but uh, 2016 and really into the, the very early portions of 2017 is when ICP's relationship with Twisted just crumbled, fell to pieces. And it was... Sadly, a very messy split. Things degraded very quickly with the two groups posting sort of angry, indirect tweets at each other. And uh, even releasing diss tracks, which seems impossible when you look back at where they started and how they spent the last, you know, decade. Correction. Twisted did not release any direct diss tracks toward ICP. Seeing that fall apart was tough for a lot of people. But I think this is the thing that that really made us say we should probably just do an episode on 2016 and address this but let's let's talk about the reasons for this right. falling out let's do it yeah i i looked at a lot of things and although there is no definitive timeline i think i was able to piece it together it seems like most of this came down to Twisted claiming that they weren't being paid fairly by psychopathic records, that they were being stifled creatively, and that they felt like they weren't being given the attention they deserved on the label. They were very much basically tired of living in ICP's shadow. Now, if you are Twisted, which I don't want to say they are as big as ICP, but I think amongst the fan base they're pretty fucking close, you know? I think they've attained quite a lot. And I've heard this from lots of bands, and I've experienced it. If you are not the focus of the label and you start to wonder, why am I doing this? It doesn't seem unreasonable that you think, maybe I should go somewhere that my band or me as an artist will get the focus and attention we deserve, right? Right. I even saw an interview on YouTube where Epicenter Online was talking about, and I don't have anything to to base this claim off of, but what Epicenter Online said is that even for things like Dark Lotus and psychopathic Riders that Twisted was a part of with ICP, and so was Blaze, and so was Anybody Killa, and things like that, that it was not a fair split of money, even though those were mm. – very much equally shared entities that Twisted and Blaze and ABK were given a flat rate, $2,500, or whatever per track or something, but that the rest of it, whatever money they brought in, ICP kept that for psychopathic records. And I can understand both sides. I can understand ICP saying, look, we built this, we own the label, we are one of the main draws here. But I would think with groups like that, you would say, hey, split this six ways. We all shared in right. making this. We all share in benefiting from it. Uh, but even if they were being paid well, to know that two of the members of the group are taking the lion's share of the money has to be a little frustrating, especially for Twisted who had been in it for that long. I can see both sides of that argument and I can understand why they said we want to have our own label.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I understand Looking at this thing and saying, well, I worked just as hard on this project, but two specific people are reaping the majority of the benefits. Right. Right. But then I also understand the aspect of I built this
0: from nothing. (laughs) Right. Right. We create. We I mean, not to not to diminish what Twisted did, because they're undeniably talented. ICP created them. Their persona got them in front of people basically made them what they are and of course they're you know freestanding on their own now but i don't blame icp for thinking i don't want to say you owe us something but maybe that's the way it comes across you know what i mean
1: right yeah maybe
0: Maybe. So, that that's where the seeds were sown. Now... They left Psychopathic in 2012. Twisted, actually, I think they started Magic Ninja Entertainment in... 2014. Actually. But remained affiliated with Psychopathic. But, in 2016, well, things really kind of got crazy. Now, this could probably be a topic on its own, but I'm including it here with the old Twisted thing. But, we've talked a lot about Young Wicked. He has produced almost everything for icp over the past year or two Mm -hmm. and has done a great job but in 2016 things went very wrong with young wicked apparently he was secretly dating jumpsteady's daughter and got her pregnant now young wicked was already engaged and has kids and jumpsteady said you know i if if you had talked to me or if i had known it would be different but you 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 tried to hide this from me you know and that was right. an issue but the whole thing melted down and it caused it caused young wicked and psychopathic to completely part ways like they basically said get lost and then he went and signed with magic ninja ax murder boys and young wicked signed with magic ninja which obviously icp did not like at all you know they 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 felt double betrayed by that um
1: that was sort of like a middle finger big big you know, time insult middle to injury right. right
0: they looked at twisted like why would you take this guy on look what he you know you know you know we're not cool with him right now and they did it anyway and even though the the situation was Kind of messy. I have to say, the stuff that Axe Murder Boys and Young Wicked has released since they went to Magic Ninja is fucking great. So, I don't, I mean, (laughs) it's really good. Um, Nice. But this will come into play next week. He had been working on producing Shaggy's next album, and after the departure, was replaced by DJ Clay to finish it.
1: Well, and uh, obviously, Young Wicked uh, and Axe Murder Boys weren't the only people that have left. Psychopathic to join Magic Ninja Entertainment. Right. Uh we mentioned this before. Blaze left Psychopathic to join in 2014. And at some point in 2016, Boondocks also left Psychopathic to join the uh Magic Ninja Entertainment roster. Yeah. I mean at this point they're picking people off.
0: Yeah. And it leaves Psychopathic with a with almost nobody on their roster. They had
1: a, a massive hole. Yeah. In their they roster. had
0: at that yeah. point anybody Killa and Blase Rose and Big Hoodoo. That was like, they went from having really the biggest names in in horrorcore in that scene to now there are two labels and Magic Ninja has taken (laughs) several of the biggest names in that scene. It's crazy. So we're talking about 2016, but we're going to dip into the beginning of 2017 to finish the story about Twisted. So on January 4th of 2017, Twisted and all the Magic Ninja artists, including Young Wicked and Boondocks and Blaze, basically went online and and issued a statement that they were going to decline to appear or perform at the Juggalo March that was happening that year, which we talked about earlier. But they said that they do plan to appear at February's planned massive two-day Juggalo weekend, which apparently every year they do a Juggalo day. Uh, But it was going to feature performances from more than a dozen magic ninja and psychopathic artists, as well as a special Dark Lotus Tales from Lotus Pod 15-year anniversary performance, which was going to headline Day 2. Now, fun. just two weeks later, on January 19th of 2017, ICP announced that neither Twisted nor any of the magic ninja artists would be welcome at the Juggalo Day weekend event. This made the Dark Lotus show impossible, because half the group is now magic ninja artists. Right. And the next day, ICP released an updated lineup that instead of two full days, each with seven or eight artists, it was ICP headlining both days. One day doing a Tunnel of Love performance and the other day doing an Amazing Jekyll Brothers. One day, uh, Anybody Killa and a new artist that they signed named Light were supporting, and Big Hoodoo and Blase Rose are supporting the other day. So it totally changed everything. Also, 2016 was the final year that Twisted performed at The Gathering. So... 2016 and the first month or two of 2017 were really the end of that relationship for them.
1: Jeez. Yeah. For real. And I mean, that in and of itself is massive with all this taking place. The last thing I would be putting on my mind would be, okay, what are we doing for our next Joker's card or right? You know, like that's bottom of the list with all this stuff going on.
0: Yeah. It's, It's crazy to think any one of those things, having um, a family member or a close friend die, going through the end of a relationship that's been 10 years long, dealing with community and PR nightmare around uh, the signing of a new artist, fighting against the FBI and trying to organize a protest against a gang classification, or parting ways with an artist that you've been working with for, at this point, 15 years plus. Uh, Any one of those things, or losing your most recent producer who subsequently got one of the heads of your record label's daughters pregnant, any of those things would be enough to go, we need to step back from the music a minute and deal with life.
1: I mean, that would almost make me want to say, let's step back from the music industry.
0: It's it's a rough year when you pile all that shit up. Uh, that yeah,
1: I mean that's just one one bullshit after the other.
0: The the hardest part about it is you can't just look at ICP and say they're victims because I think right except for in certain circumstances, for instance, the the death of John Kick Jazz uh, being one of the exceptions, they played a role in all of this stuff for the most part. You know, I and that's that's hard. It's hard to step back and say. How, how did it get here and what could I have done to stop it? Or did I cause some of these things to happen? So
1: what, well, I mean, there's a universe out there where ICP decided to pay their other artists a bit more fairly and maybe realize that they should pay a little bit of attention to, to twisted. Cause I, even though they made twisted, they absolutely did. Yeah. It's bigger than business at this point. It is more of a... I mean, I I feel like, honestly, I 100% feel like at the end of 2016 going into 2017, they're staying up at night thinking, I wish I would have handled the Twisted situation better.
0: Yeah. I think at the same time, they feel hurt and betrayed by it, but there has to be a part of them in the back of their mind saying... Could we have could we have avoided this could we could we have, we done have something
1: avoided other? this at all like altogether, yeah, yeah they they have every reason to feel hurt, they have every reason to feel betrayed, but they also have every reason to look inward to themselves about what could I have done to not have made this happen at
0: right. all right It's interesting to look at the situation now because. Uh, seeing some posts and things from when the split initially happened there was a lot of people saying twisted turned their backs on the family and twisted betrayed them but when you see people now it seems like for the most part the the community juggalo's are accepting of both both labels and both artists and twisted explained it in an interesting way they said think of it as a divorce we're not together but we still share the kids right i can only imagine with the rosters that they have, and honestly, Twisted has gone on to release tons of music and explore decidedly different musical angles and avenues. Fucking last year, or early this year, they had a a, a song on the mainstream rock charts. They, they released a metal track called, um, what was it called? Rose Petals or something like that? And it charted on the top 40 mainstream rock songs. Like, that's crazy, but... I think oh, that yeah. freedom allowed them to explore something that would take them there. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I still can't, I I'm, I'm hoping for the day. And I think a lot of people do that, that they reconcile, right? Like how big would it be if the 2022 gathering of the juggalos is, is both labels and all their artists together? Like, I think that would be a big deal for probably underground music in general to see all that come together.
1: Well, a big deal made even more big, if you think of the uh, ICUP with we and and Juggalo Judgment beef that's going to happen that's on that true. same
0: weekend. That's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, guys, that was uh, that would be amazing. That would be
0: amazing. We can only hope to to get to that point. We can only hope to get to that point. But uh, so that's 2016. That's what was going on in 2016 in the world. But that's what was going on in 2016. For uh, the psychopathic records and ICP camp in general, tough stuff to go through as individuals, but probably helps to explain why the releases are relatively sparse in 2016, 17, 18. I'll be ultra curious to see in 2019 what kind of stuff they come out with with those solo EPs with the albums and how much of it is fueled by the things that have happened during that time
1: Oh yeah I think I think by the time the initial shock of all of this goes away they're going to have some very interesting things to uh
0: write about Yeah I know they drop a few singles here and there because I keep seeing it shows up on my YouTube, a song called six foot, seven foot, which is a diss track aimed at twisted that came out in 2017. So they didn't release albums, but I think they dropped a couple singles here and there,
1: isn't that a, uh, Lil Wayne song. Yeah. And it uses that beat. Yes. Cool. Okay. I thought I was going crazy. Perfect. Well, hey, that was 2016. Talk about a year. We did. That's exactly, you know what? (laughs) If you missed it, rewind a little bit because you must have zoned
0: out. Yeah, we talked about a year and even a little bit of the following year.
1: A little bit of 2017. We're going to be talking about 2017 more, not the way we talked about 2016, but in the way that we usually talk about years. We're going to be talking about 2017 more Next week when we review Shaggy Two Dopes twenty seventeen solo album, Fuck the Fuck Off Motherfucker.
0: What could he possibly call what comes after this? Hey you fuck. Fuck you. Go
1: ahead and fuck the fuck off, you fucking motherfucker.
0: You're right. That's like three more albums worth of fucks.
1: That's that's very true. That is three more albums worth of fucks.
0: Yes. So yeah, that's next week. We're going to review that album. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Very curious about that one. And just a reminder, our next movie night will be April 28th, and we're watching Big Money Rustlers. Check the uh, the episode notes for the link to the Griscord.
1: Or you can check the Twitter for said link as well. True. Uh, what's that? You don't know what our Twitter is? Why don't we go ahead and talk about that now? Let's. You can find us... And uh, talk to us. Comment about what we're doing. Say we're good. Say we're bad. Say we're ugly. Or you can ask our opinions on the movie The Good, Bad, The Ugly. Mm. On Twitter, our handle is at ICUPWWE. Or if you're more of an email type uh, ninja, you can email us at ICUPWWE at gmail.com. You can find me and all of my stuff. On my website, www.aaronlocklear.com. Here's the deal. Linked there, you can find a link to my merch website. You can find a link to all of my socials, as well as a link to my Etsy store where I sell my original paintings. Beautiful paintings. You can also find me. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoy. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash. Mm-hmm world wide web the acronym for that dot twitch dot tv which obviously acronym for television forward slash gristle media i stream three to four days a week my schedule is in said discord the Griscord. every week i post a new schedule on sunday so if you want to check me out you can check me out there
0: eric where can we find you well you can find me on Twitter at Nuclear Is Lonely, or you can check out my website, Ericconway.com. And Aaron, I just want to give you a, a quick shout-out for being a cool guy, for recognizing that these slashes are forward slashes. Long about now, those ICUP with wee boys got way off track, and they spent nearly 10 minutes talking about forward slashes, backslashes, and Ivy League schools. We'll spare you all the gory details
1: and also if Ivy League talk is on your bingo card cross <laughs> that motherfucker off
0: hell yes
1: because uh, it happened today and today was the, fa- the, the probably the best day for the Ivy League talk right? Probably, probably, I think it makes the most sense I think it does too, guys thank you so much for hanging out with us today, I had a blast Eric, I hesitate to speak for you but I'm going to go ahead and fucking
0: say you had a blast I did. Thank you. It's safe.
1: Perfect. Okay, it is safe to say that we both had blasts and I can't wait to have another blast approximately one week from today <laughs> Yes. when we record next week's episode. <laughs> Guys, until then, for Eric, I'm Aaron. Big ol' whoop-whoop out there to every one of you, and we'll see you next week.
0: And whoop-whoop and whoop-whoop and whoop-whoop.